Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, on a Tuesday. That means Mr. Jay Walker in hey. studio with me. Hey. Morning, Jay. Morning. How's it going? It's good. It's good. Life's good. Glad to hear it. You get to call a Sunbelt Conference Championship football game at Cajun Field do pretty excited what if somebody 10 years ago told you that was going to happen before they you even knew they would ever have a sunbelt conference well uh, that's it i said oh wait we're gonna have a sunbelt conference championship game um no i'm i'm you know it, it's i think it was one of the goals for this team and that goal now has been reached um they've earned they've earned it and they've uh done what they had to do in order to earn it. So I'm I'm happy for them. Um, I'm excited that I don't have to go on the road for a conference championship game because, it, you know, it's the time of year where the road is starting to get a little something, a little much, and this coming week is really going to underline that. So um, really happy that it's going to be a Cajun field, happy that uh, I can leave all the equipment set up. Um, when I when we play ULM, I don't have to tear anything down. So yeah, it's a good day. Only one more true road game, uh, and then you've got two home games, and then a bowl game somewhere. Yep. It's weird, and it's weird's maybe the wrong word. It's different this year. I find that it's unique as far as Cajun football goes because I would say that in the last decade, when they've had good teams, the first four years under HUD, and then that sixth year they finished at five hundred, but. Those first four years, and certainly the last couple of years, there comes a point in the season, usually usually in late October, where I start getting a lot of calls, a lot of texts, a lot of questions. You got more than I did, but of the same content, which was bowl game. Mm-hmm. Where, where is there? Are they going to play in a bowl game? Is it New Orleans bowl? Is there a, quote, better bowl? The whole discussion, whatever it was, it all, all the discussions surrounded about bowl games in – I've maybe gotten one text. Like it I'm not saying that folks aren't thinking about it, but they're not really thinking about it yet. They're not thinking about it much as far as like I'm only comparing it to what it's been like in the past. How's it been for you? Is it a lot less than it's been in the past at at, at this point in time on the calendar? Yeah, a little bit. Um now I've had more than one person ask me about it, okay? But I but I do think that you know, you've got first things first. You know, you got a championship to go win. And and I think that's what your fan base is focused on, as it should be. Uh, and then after that, you you know, you talk about where you're going to end your season. There's nothing that drives me more crazy than better people saying bowl, better bowl. Okay, you've got you've got contracts. All right. You've got contracts. You got t- contracts with five bowls. Now, ESPN has the right 
to take you and put you in a different bowl of, of the bowls that they own. First responder last year, uh, Cajuns played there. Was it a better bowl? No. It was a different bowl. You know, but it's not like they had a parade in Dallas welcoming first responder bowl participants. And you played the fourth best team in Conference USA. So is that a better bowl? I don't think so. Um, you know, Boca Raton is in play. Um, and, and a few other bowls. But, but none of them are going to move the needle, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm just here to tell you, in 2021... There is no better bowl than New Orleans. We haven't been there in five years. Um, I, I think that this fan base is ready to go and celebrate something. And that's the best place for the fan base to celebrate. Having said that, I, 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 I will go ahead and say, provided they're, they're, you're going to have a, a solid opponent there. Might have the same opponent as you had last year. And 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 I'll sign off on that right now They're because undefeated. that team's undefeated and nationally ranked. Um the Cure Bowl in Orlando, I think still in play because it's contracted with the team from the American. And if they say, Okay, you know, we want you to go to Orlando and we're gonna give you SMU or Houston, I'd say, Yeah, okay, let's go do that. Um, but that's about the only way that you would get me off of New Orleans. I, it's, it's been a while. And, you know, I, I was talking with Dr. Maggard last week in a, in, in a podcast that, um, that we went ahead and published and he didn't say it during the podcast, but he said after he says, I've never been to the New Orleans bowl. And he, and he, it was all, there was some excitement in his voice. Um, I, I just, Unless you're going to give me a really good team from the American in the Cure Bowl, New Orleans is where we need to be. New Orleans is where I want to be. And uh, it's time. It's time to go back. Well, I think the idea of playing a team that's ranked in the top 15, whether that be the Cure or the New Orleans, that for content for for personally, like I, I'm just looking at it as I, I would love to see a good game. And if you finish your season hypothetically – on um you know a 12 game winning streak then and, and you happen to beat a team that's in the top 15 where does that leave you you know yeah. do you surpass what you did last year which was the highest ranking ever i'd say yes and the fact that houston may finish they lost the week one to texas tech they have not lost since utsa is undefeated so if it's it's one of those opponents now coach napier when i talked to him yesterday he he referenced you know new year six and other things like that and I don't. I don't know that the way the standings are now that that's going to play the, out. The New this Year, year Six is not in play. It's, okay? it's, it's the the focus is for me. Who's your opponent? If you get the Roadrunners in New Orleans, I mean that's that's big. That's a great. That's a good deal. It is a good. That's deal. better than the Roadrunners fourth place last year in the Armed Forces. Um, first responder. First responder. Sorry. Um, sorry. I, I I somebody asked me the other day the bowl they were in last year, and honest to God, I couldn't remember. You couldn't the remember. Name of it. Okay. See see how see how memorable that was. Um, I remembered the opponent. I remembered that the Cajuns won. I couldn't remember. The now name I'm going to tell you this: if it's not UTSA, then maybe that takes a little bit of luster away from the New Orleans Bowl, because who do you play then? Are you going to play UAB? 
who you played last year. Are you going to play Marshall, who's getting ready to come into your conference? Western Kentucky. Um, you ain't playing Louisiana Tech because they're three and seven. Um, so I, if it isn't UTSA, some of the luster comes off, but but not enough for me to say let's not go to New Orleans. I'm, I'll do I'll do New Orleans. It, this is the most bull talk. Like and and it's funny because no one no one knows at this point. There's a lot more that has to be shaken out. I think it. I think in the past you would have a pretty good idea early on. Like okay, you get to this number this time. You're going to New Orleans. Everybody kind of start planning their trip, and then the last few games. I'm not. I'm not going to say they weren't forgotten. Some of those years they were well attended. Some of them they weren't. But okay. But still, okay. And I think I'm right when I say this. The five New Orleans Bulls that the Cajuns have played in are the five highest attended New Orleans Bulls ever. There you go. Now, the difference between the first one and the last one was... Not much. Not so much. About 7,000 people. Now, how now? How much now, did Southern Miss have to do with that? Uh, probably had something to do with that. Now, you know, nothing was close to that game that they played against Tulane in, in year three. yeah. When they had, you know, 62,000 people there and... Uh, the Broadway New Orleans Bull people were right about to have his... a heart attack. I mean, it just they just didn't know how to act. Um, but but even even that year that they played Southern Miss when there wasn't a ton of excitement, they still had one of the top five New Orleans Bulls ever. So I just hope that it you know wouldn't end at one in the morning like that one did. Well, this one's going to because it doesn't kick off till eight fifteen. That one, that one against Southern Miss was so long. I remember the players came out for availability. It was like it was one forty-five in the morning. I was like, my goodness. We all wanted to talk to Eli. He's like, I just want to say something. Um, I'm not going to talk. And then he just sat back <laughs> because his career was done, so they couldn't force him to talk. And he did not like. He didn't enjoy speaking publicly, right? And he was just like, all right, I'm not doing it, guys. Like, okay. It's a disappointing loss. But it feels like it was only, what, five years ago? It feels so long yeah, ago. It does. It feels like it's longer. It feels like a different different time in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, the Cajuns didn't go to a bowl in 17. Then they've been to the cure. They've been to the lending tree. They've been to the first responder. Billy Napier's never experienced the New Orleans Bowl. Um, but, no, I, I – you know what – the thing about this better bowl thing that just irks the garbage out of me. The misunderstanding by many? It's not only is it a misunderstanding, you know, it's one thing to say, well, is it possible that the Cajuns could get a what would be considered a better bowl? No, it's those that say, well, the Cajuns need to get this so they can get to a better bowl. Like they know what they're talking about and they don't. Those are the ones that drive me nuts. Need to get what? When you say need to get this. Need to win this game oh. so they can go to a better bowl. Right. It's always like, guys. I, look, I can a- guarantee you that there are people out there today who believe if the Cajuns go to Liberty and win, and then the Cajuns take care of business against ULM, that they're going to a better bowl. But they ain't going to the sugar. They ain't going to the sugar. They're not going to a New Year's Six. Nope. So are you going to be a fill-in for a conference that can't fulfill all of their spots at a bowl that is owned by ESPN? Or are you going to go to 
one that's contracted by the Sun Belt. And in terms of those bowls, the best one of those is the New Orleans Bowl. Or the Cure Bowl against a really good opponent. Opponent matters. And when you're going and farther look, away. having been to the Cure Bowl, that's, that's not a bad place to go. Okay? You know, you're, you're spending four days on the Disney properties. You hit up Disney when you were there? Went to Epcot. Did you? Yeah. I haven't been to, been to Orlando in a long time. Now, but now what's, what's on the Disney property there is Universal Studios. Okay, that's, that's the property that you're staying on. That sounds kind of awesome. It is kind of awesome. Kinda I'm, awesome. Just, I'm just telling you. It's, it, it, it was kind of cool. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Scott Prather, Jay Walker, um, Liberty. They've won 15 straight home games. Yeah. That's, I, I was saying this yesterday, Jay, in terms of the betting line. I think they're minus four. Somebody was like, I can't believe it. said, most home fields, as we say, are worth three points. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a few places where it's worth a little more. Mm-hmm. I don't think that if this game was on a neutral field, Liberty would be favored. Maybe it's a pick em, Maybe, maybe it's, it's UL minus one. Yeah. But their home field counts for a little bit more. Uh, and, and the proof's in the pudding. They're a tough team to beat there. And, you know, Coach Napier wasn't – he was he was answering my questions as best he could, but you could tell his mind was – it was on Liberty. Like, that's in terms of conference championship game, all this other stuff, me trying to bait him into a question so I could defend my take about Sean Payton, which he did not bite. He did not bite. Talking listened, about synergy, that was funny. Yeah. I was too descriptive. Either that or he was listening to me right before, but I was too, I was too descriptive in the setup. Um, but but it, 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 I don't know. I talked to him enough where you can get the vibe. I, I, the vibe was he's, he's, they're all in on this game against Liberty. And non-conference games late in the season, maybe it gets you out of a rhythm, but this is a uh, this is a G5 opponent that's been one of the better ones in, in college football the last two years. Billy Napier has one of the tougher jobs that he's had coming up this week. All right? And, and I know that he and his staff have flipped the script, and I know that his 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 mantra of one game at a time and show me my opponent and all of those things that he's been great at. This is his toughest assignment because you've got a hundred football players that just celebrated the fact that they're going to be hosting a conference championship game. That's three weeks away. And that's, that's what everybody Tons is talking of about buzz right on now. Social media. I haven't yes. seen anything about the flames. So, you know, Billy's not going to want to hear it, but this is a classic trap game for the Cajuns this week. You, and he he and his staff will do everything that they can to make sure that this team is focused and ready to play, but there's no guarantee it's going to happen because there's just an awful lot on the periphery right now. A lot of distractions. A lot of distractions. One thing that stood out to me, I was reading between the lines when I talked to him yesterday. When you talk to head coaches, most of them will tell you, oh, you know, we don't pay attention to the lines because lines are for betters. He brought up four and a half points. I didn't even ask him. He brought it up, which tells you that he is using it mm-hmm. to remind his... If they're, if they're a, you know, 20-point favorite against 
Texas State or Georgia State or whatever. He's not bringing that up. He's like, we don't pay attention to the lines. It doesn't matter. This is a good opponent. I bet you before that App State game, he was bringing up, hey, you know, a lot of people think we're the underdog. We're this much of an underdog. The fact that he brought it up unsolicited yesterday tells me that he is doing whatever he can to get his team focused. You think you you think you're so good? This team's favored to beat us. What do you mean favorite? They're favored to beat us by four and a half. Now, if they're favored against ULM, I'm like, coach, what are you guys favored by? He's like, I don't. I don't know. I'm not paying attention to that. You know what I'm saying? You are absolutely correct. And and I'll tell you, what did what did they do last week? What was their battle cry last week? These guys scheduled us for homecoming. Find it. And and I'm telling you, it meant something to the football team that Troy scheduled them for homecoming. Find it. If it's the line, whatever you got to do, find the focus. ESPN Lafayette. Scott Prather, Jay Walker. Phone lines are open if you want to hit us up. 269-1077-337-269-1077. You can tweet the show at ESPN Lafayette. That is the handle. And uh, the Cajuns taking on Liberty. Jay, uh, by the way, the line is still four and a half. Oh, it is? Yeah. Last one I saw in Caesars Sportsbook had it at minus four. Well, Caesars may have it, but the consensus when you look at about gotcha. nine different books, okay, the consensus is four and a half. You going to place a bet? Uh, I can't do that. I know. I know. Well, not on the game that you're calling, not on the team. No, not on, not on any college athletics, Is that period. in your... That is in my contract with Learfield, yes. But pro games, you're good to go. Uh, I could conceivably bet pro games if I wanted to. I don't want to. I have no desire to. Well, but, the, um, the, the Saints covered. It's not like anyone cares. How frustrating was that damn game? Well, I didn't see it. I was at Alex Box Stadium um, watching baseball. But, uh, yeah, my understanding is it was very frustrating. Most frustrating regular season game in a very long time. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it because I'm just going to get really PO'd. Okay. They wrapped up. You mentioned the baseball team. They wrapped up <clears throat> um, camp at LSU. What stood out to you? They're extremely athletic. This is the most athletic team they've had since the 2014 team now. I'm not going to suggest they're going to have that kind of season. But they have those kind of athletes. Okay. Um, I, I think it's a very deep team. Um, they're going to be too deep at most positions. Um, I think they've got a glut of outfielders. And Coach is going to have to figure out what he's going to do with all of them. But I, I love the athleticism of this team. I think that... I think today, and I haven't talked to Coach Diggs, but but I think today, center field, shortstop, and probably catcher um, are pretty well decided. I know shortstop is, uh, and center field is. But where is he going to put now? I can tell you other guys that I know are going to be in the lineup, but the question is where are they going to play defensively? Because there's some um, there's some flexibility there. You know, in the in the two games, um, Carson Rockefort started both games at first base. Um, Tyler Robertson didn't play third, but we know he can. And, um, you know, Bobby Lede has been moved over to second base because you've got a freshman shortstop who's a dude. Just a dude. So his name's Jeffrey Lebowski? Uh, no. 
Now, I, his name is Kyle DeBarge, and trust me, you're going to remember the name. Kid can play. Had four hits in the doubleheader. Just, and he's got, he, he plays, he plays with a Jace Conrad type of attitude. Oh. And he's just a freshman. I'm sure Deggs likes that. Oh, you think? 269-1077. We're going to talk a little hoops as well and circle back to uh, something Coach O said the other day that has people debating and taking sides one way or the other. We also got TTT coming up. Don't go anywhere. Let's head to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Hello. Hey, Scott, AJ, good morning. Talking about the uh, motivation for the Liberty game, well, one of the things that I thought of that motivation is definitely needed is we're playing a team that has an athletic quarterback. In fact, I've heard some people say he might be a high-round draft pick. I think his name is Willis. We've had trouble with uh, quarterbacks of that nature going back to the Nichols game. So if Coach Napier puts on that film and said, hey, you guys can't stop the guy like this so far, uh, maybe that'll provide a little motivation. Motivation is not going to be enough. They don't, they'll need to execute to hold down that guy. So I can see why Liberty's uh, a favorite. Um, y'all think that I'm on to something there? What you talking about, Willis? Malik um, Willis leads the team in rushing. Yeah. And obviously in passing, he's no, a quarterback. He's, he's, he's a dynamic Multi-dimensional kid. And, and has played a lot. I mean, he was he's, their guy last year. He's Lamar Jackson. That's who he is. Uh, I wouldn't and, say he's that good. Well, I, th- I think he's awfully good. And it's going to be a huge challenge. And, yeah, they're going to be talking about that all week long. Now, I think they would do that regardless. I don't think that's anything special they're going to do in order to motivate this team because the team needs motivation. I think they would do it regardless. But, yeah, it's going to be a point of emphasis, no question about it. Yeah, and as far as the bowl games go, people say, well, it's mostly because I know there's – a lot of bowl games these days, and people are just ignorant of the contractual tie-ins, the conferences. People don't, are not aware of that. The average fan doesn't know that. But man, and, I uh, mean, how yeah. many how many damn years do we have to talk about it before it sinks into some people? Uh, <laughs> a long time. I'm yeah, evidently. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, we've been do- we've been doing this for a decade now. It's listen. It's the same thing with the TV contract and. And, oh, my God, I can't believe they moved kickoff. They hate us. Right. It, it, yeah, that, look, there, we, there are many who support athletic programs that don't consume that brand 24-7. They don't listen to sports talk radio. They don't really read all the articles, and then someone will tell them in passing, but they really don't listen or don't really care to listen. And they're just – there's a lot of folks like that. They're – you know, like Jay said, how many damn years do we have to tell them? Well, it, for for some, it's never they're never gonna they're never no. gonna get it. They're no. never gonna get it. That's true. So on the, on the, I'm speaking on that. Jay did a podcast on um, raising case connection with Doctor America, which was excellent. I thought, and he, he addressed that to some degree in a very simple question: Can we actually limit the number of midway games or something? You know, to spread it out. And the answer was simply no. And a very fast no. Not a thing we can do about it. So. And, and the yeah, trade-off, the, uh, and the, the trade-off, the is, specific question was, can you go to ESPN and say, "Hey, look, thanks for putting us on in the midweek, but at home, can you limit it to one time?" That was my question, and the answer was no, no. If they want to, if they want to go ahead and say, "Okay, Cajuns, you're going to be the Thursday night game every week this year," then the Cajuns would have no choice but to play on Thursday night every game. 
yeah, that's a, my, now my hope is that with the league expanding to 14 teams, maybe we can spread that out a little bit. You think that's a possibility? Only if the road? teams are good. Yeah, they're going to want know, their I, good I, teams. In look, the, in the, the, right, it, with the teams coming in, and I and look, I, I think James Madison is going to have to show that they're ready to play at the FBS level. But if you look at the other three teams, the only one that moves the needle is Marshall. That's the only one. Old Dominion's won, I think, three games this year. And and Southern Miss is, is having a They've brutal a time right now. So, you know, might they show Marshall versus App State because it's such a huge rivalry? Yeah, but it'll be as much because of App State as it will Marshall. I don't think it, I don't think they're going to have a South Alabama Marshall game taking the place of the Cajuns doing something. Yeah, well, but all those teams will have a chance to improve. You know, um, being in the league because of the struggles Conference USA is having right now, and you know, it's just interesting. Old Dominion hadn't won a game in a long time since they announced it coming to the Sun Belt. They won three straight. <laughs> yeah. So with fourteen teams, you would hope that maybe you know we get some others that have a chance to be pretty down, good. Down the road, th- down the road, that could happen. Um, but I, I would expect that next year. The Cajuns are still going to play three or four midweek games. When the schedule comes out, fans are going to be mad. Sure. Expect it. Yeah. It's going to happen. I expect that, too. Hopefully it'll be two and they and have two, the right to be. I mean, it's, it's not like they, you know, I get it. You want Saturday games. I'm not even mad at them for being mad. But learn the whys yeah. of how this is set up and the money that comes to your program through the TV contract. And without it, you can't really operate. So... Just once you learn the nuance of it, you, you you can still complain, but at least you get it, and and the, at least you understand it. And and look, yesterday, uh, I think I think the Cajuns got thrown a real curveball. Nobody expected ESPN to pick up the game against ULM, but they did. Three o'clock, and uh, and and while three o'clock is is not a big deal as far as moving it is concerned, it is because you have football and basketball going on. They were hoping for two o'clock. So that way they could play basketball at seven. Now you're talking about maybe playing basketball in the morning, and having people like go over to football right, afterwards. Like that, maybe that, yeah, and that, I'm sure Bob really hates it. I would go play basketball at eight if I were making a decision, but it's not mine. All right, guys, see y'all later. Take care. ESPN Lafayette, Scott Prather, Jay Walker. You made me laugh earlier. I'm sorry. <laughs> frustrated Jay. All you can do is keep keep teaching, and some will learn and some won't. It's it. Some will listen, some won't. Uh, bottom of the hour, we're going to talk a little Cajun hoops uh, in the final segment this morning. Um, Gary Broadhead squad, what a win at Rice. My goodness. And they welcome LSU Thursday. Uh, Cajun men off to a 2-0 start. They got Xavier of New Orleans tomorrow, and we will uh, discuss that a little bit. LSU start. I want to ask you about Coach O for a minute before we get to TTTJ. Last week, I gave you a quote from Coach O talking about defensively how they haven't done some certain things. And it was like the, the translation of this is Coach O is he, he's, he doesn't care anymore. He's just going to, in terms of like trying to hide the warts, he's just going to be completely honest because he's out of a job anyway. Um, he was asked about Jake Peets, the OC, and he's he called him out and said, you know, there ain't no bus over there where I live. Some will say I'm throwing him under the bus. I just tell the truth, and that's the truth. We should have put the players in a better position. A little more to the quote, but that's the gist of it. 
And there were two sides of why is he doing that and what do you want him to do? He's being honest. After thinking about it, there is one thing that does kind of bother me when I'm thinking about it. First of all, tell him whatever you want privately. I do like transparency, so I'm going to sound hypocritical, but I'm I'm realizing now this is a young guy that just left the NFL for this job, and now he knows he's about to be out of a job. Mm-hmm. Coach O's getting a lot of money when this season ends. It's mm-hmm. like when I talked to Coach Napier a month ago when the, the Coach O thing first happened, and a lot of people were saying, hey, maybe they'll be interested in Billy, and I asked Billy about it, and his focus was, look, Coach O's done a lot for us. I hate when that happens in college football, but I'm also thinking about all of the staff. That's who's kind of getting lost in this thing. And so when it's a young guy that's trying to feel his way out, maybe maybe there's no stink on him by what Coach O said. But I, that that's kind of where my mind is. It's not so much throwing him under the bus of what do you want him to lie about it. No, I'm thinking more beyond this season because Coach O knows he's not going to be a head coach again. He's in his 60s and he's about to, you know, he's going to make 17 more million when he's not coaching anymore. Some of the young guys who left good spots to come here are about to be out of a job. And so I I am kind of kind of look at it a little different than I did a week ago. I, I, I don't think that comment is going to affect that man's job status in the future one way or the other. I don't think so. I think we're making too much out of it. The um, Now, earlier in the season, when this team was struggling, what did Coach O say? This is all on me. This is all on me. This is my responsibility. That's right. Before he, before he got. And then, but he, but he owned it. Okay. Yeah. He owned it. Well, now he's in a little bit different position. And I don't think he needs to protect anyone. And what is he going to do? Stand up and say, I called that wildcat, even though we hadn't practiced it at all. That's not how you have to say it now. You know, I mean, but I, you can you can word like I I look at it differently. I'm but, like but now I, you look, now you, you have can, nothing to lose, we, and you're throwing them all out there before well, I, you had and, something. And, to lose. and so what? I mean, it, it like I said, I don't think O's comment is going to affect that man's job status in the future. One iota. Yeah. So I think I this is I'm much ado about nothing. I don't agree with you. You can watch U.S. Jamaica tonight. Um. Badminton? What? What? what are you Soccer, talking? man. Oh, uh, no. Took it to Mexico. I'm. Um, took it to Mexico I on have Friday. A, I have night. a. Re, I have a rebounders club <clears throat> dinner tonight. And then I have to continue to wash clothes because I got a five day road trip coming up. The World Cup is this summer, Jay. Get excited. I remember four years ago. Or are le- they going to qualify? Less than, less than four years ago, the morning after or the afternoon after they didn't qualify, I was so upset. You're like Scott. Nobody cares. Did, are they going to qualify this year? Yeah, they should. They're they're at the top of the standings right now. Okay. Well, that's good. They beat Mexico twice. Keep winning. It's going to be a fun. It's going to be fun. Although, like, what time are these games going to be in? Qatar. 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 Whatever. Qatar. Qatar, where they've used. I, I don't seven. Even, uh, I'm going to say that's a probably about a seven hour difference. Oh, perfect. Okay, so if they play at noon, you can watch it. Um, no, noon would be 5 o'clock in the morning. Hey, I'll be here. Uh-huh. Crank it up, go. baby. If it's 7 o'clock at night, you watch it at noon. I like that. I like that. All right, we'll come back. Prepare your ears because it's terrible. Tune. Tuesday on ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com.
What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sportsbook because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. And to celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up. Because when you do, $100 in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in Louisiana as soon as it hits. That's code 1420 to get $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Must be 21 or older. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Full terms and conditions. You, my friend. I'm glad I did this test on you, the friendship test. What? You got the best seat in the house. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. 7 a.m. waking up in the morning. Gotta be fresh, gotta go downstairs. Gotta have my bowl, gotta have cereal. Cajun hoops, Jay. Uh, you yeah. got Xavier tomorrow. Uh-huh. Indiana Sunday night. I know. Getting to go. I mean, in terms of road games, I know there's they've got Houston later in there. No, dude, this is a bucket list. Game. This is a game. At this a is a bucket list. Game. Prestigious basketball venue. Yeah, it's Assembly Hall. It's the Hoosiers. What kind of chances do you give the Cajuns? You know, <sighs> they're going to win tomorrow. But what about Sunday? I I I don't know. I mean, I you know there is some. I saw a couple of publications that had Indiana at the lower part of the top 25 to start the season. I don't believe they're ranked right now as far as the AP and the, and the coaches poll, but they're probably close. Um, they do have a guy who's a preseason second team All-American um, that's you know, a very good basketball player. They'd be ranked 27th based on there you go. receiving votes. There you go. So they're right outside of so, it. So they're right outside the top 25. Um going to be a very stern test for the Cajuns. Their their defense is going to get tested. Um, their shooting ability is going to get tested. Their ability to not turn the basketball over is going to be is going to be tested. Uh, and then they've got another tough one next Tuesday. You know, Marshall's got a good basketball program. They're going to be bringing that to the Sun Belt, and it's going to make basketball better in our league. They also have a great fan base. You know, they'll they'll put five, six thousand, sixty five hundred people on a Tuesday night into their uh, arena. So this is a really interesting road trip coming up for the Cajuns. We're going to find out a lot more about them. 
if they go up and they come back 0-2, it doesn't mean they're not a good basketball team. Um, but I'm I'm very curious to see how they how they do in those two venues. Women's side of things. That win at Rice, man. Oh, it's great. I mean, I'll be 32 honest. 32 points I, in the fourth quarter. 32 to 16, they outscored Rice in the fourth. I thought Steve was going to pee himself. Randy Williams went off. Yep. Um, and I don't know. I mean, Coach Broadhead didn't even really seem surprised. He's like, yeah, we, we expected this. I'm like, let me tell you something. I was, I was listening. At halftime, I was like, well, they'll be 1-1 one one when they welcome LSU. No, they're 2-0. Oh. Really impressive win under their belt. Now, on the road, and now you welcome an LSU team that opened the season with a giant win but lost to, to Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah, they had the Florida Gulf Coast had a dude or a dudette who could really, really shoot it. And, you know, sometimes she put the rest of the team on her back. Um, LSU poses real challenges to the Cajuns because of their size. You know, you've got Ty Doucette. Yeah. And after that, I don't know that you got a ton of size there. And they got two six five girls that are coming in. Press. Now... Turn now, over. they won that game at Rice, but they got out-rebounded by 20. Mm-hmm. So they better make shots because they're not going to get second chances. Uh, Kim Mulkey has brought an undeniable buzz to LSU women's hoops. Um, the coverage was there. It still is. And No, she will win a national championship there. Like, it, that buzz and that coverage with them going to the Cajun Dome on Thursday night where it's it's not part of a doubleheader. They've got it. It's there. I um I hope folks show up Thursday night because that's a big moment uh, for UL. Coach Broadhead loves the fact that Malky is there and the attention that it's brought and that they get them at the Cajun Home early in the season where, you know, one program is still getting used to a new head coach who's going to do great things and another who is coming off one of their better wins, um, regular season wins in the last decade. So it should be, like you said, if they struggle from the outside, it's going to be really tough. Mm-hmm. But if they're hitting the outside shot, then I think you could be in store for a really good game Thursday. I'm uh, I'm hoping that is the case. I'm I'm excited that they're that LSU is coming in. Uh, it's not the first time they've been here, but they um, there's something about there's a difference between the former coach bringing her team in and Kim Mulkey Correct. bringing her team. One hundred percent. You know what I'm talking? It's about. It's like, undeniable. It's undeniable. And like I said last night in the coaches show. When they did the the Y2K, when they did the top 100 athletes in Louisiana over the last century, there was only one woman on the list, and it was Kim Mulkey. That's going to do it for the great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette. That is Jay Walker. Catch him tomorrow night. 6.30 pregame from the Cajun Dome. Louisiana taking on Xavier of New Orleans. Then uh, Saturday in Virginia, Lynchburg, Virginia. Louisiana taking on Liberty. And then Sunday in Indiana. And then you're off to Marshall. So big road trip, Jay. Safe travels, my friend. And, of course, I won't be with you next Tuesday, but I'll be back the following week. Looking forward to it, my friend.